Good day, everybody, and welcome back to the House of Mario. This encore, we celebrate 25 years of the Pokemon series by sort of uh, having a bit of a look back on Pokemon Go and how it's evolved over the last five years. It came out in 2016, and it feels like time's gone so quick, And but thinking back to 2016, you know, so many things were different as far as things in my life and the Pokemon series uh, as it stands today, so... Hope you enjoy this bit of a quicker episode. It's going to be a bit quicker than our sort of journey through region, but uh, through the regions, sorry. But I think it's going to be a bit of fun because Pokemon Go has become one of my favorite Pokemon games ever made. And uh, I really didn't expect that to be the case when it was first announced to be coming out. And there was even a couple of years there where I sort of just didn't play it. Um, but now it's become sort of my go-to game on my phone. And to be honest, I'm putting a lot more time into Pokemon Go than I am any of the main series games. Um, because, you know, it's been, a, it's been a little bit since there's been some uh, new content for the most recent games at the moment, Pokemon Sword and Shield. But anyway, if you like this, be sure to, uh, you know, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or a thumbs up on YouTube or whatever. It really does help us out. And, uh, you know, this is just a fun little project I'm doing to celebrate Pokemon and um, just have a good excuse to talk about it. So anyway, let's jump into it. So Pokemon Go came out in 2016 and remembering back to it, I remember like the beta was coming out in May, I believe, of 2016. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool idea. Uh, then partnering with Niantic, who has had a, a history of doing games like this with Ingress and you know stuff where you got to walk around and interact with real world locations. It makes a lot of sense for Pokemon. Pokemon for years, we've always wanted it to be real, to go and catch around Pokemon and that. And really, a game on the phone where you can go around, do it, throw a Pokeball with the touch screen, um, interact with it in real life through AR. It's pretty much the perfect way to sort of interact with the Pokemon universe. Um, really. Um, so it was really cool. It was, it was something that I was like, yes, I'm going to give this a download. It's free. Why not? Um, when the full version comes out and it came out and I, I went and downloaded it and I didn't live in town at the time. I was still out on the farm. So it was only sort of when I come in the town for like soccer training and I don't know, going to the supermarket, seeing Bryce, seeing friends, etc. when we came into town. So, um, it was just getting the phone out. It's like, oh, right, well, there's, there's a Pokestop. And at the time, there weren't many Pokestops. It was very, very light. There was, um, I think there was like one section of the town which actually had three Pokestops together on a, on a crossroads. But apart from that, there was really nothing. There was barely any gyms and whatever. And uh, it was a little bit harder to play, but we'll get into that a bit later. But a memory I have at the very start of Pokemon Go, obviously you're on Facebook and stuff and you see that this game is just, taking off and as a Pokemon fan I've been a fan for for years and it's you know you know Pokemon's popular you know people enjoy it but you know it's, it's the type of thing they're at home and they're enjoying the series at home whether they're watching it or playing it or whatever you don't see them out with like a Pokemon t-shirt or with a DS or whatever at the time so actually seeing people out in the wild playing this game it's like oh that's cool but it wasn't until a, a soccer training I went to when I went into the changing rooms and I kid you not, everyone had their phone out and they're all playing Pokemon Go. And that's the moment I realized how big this thing was. And just like people that who are into games and you know, they're into their PlayStation games and all that, but never really dabbled into Pokemon and Nintendo. But 
this game captured them. There was people that just, you know, had their phone and weren't interested in video games at all, but sort of got caught up in the hype and they downloaded Pokemon Go and they were playing it. And then I guess there were people a bit more like me. They were Nintendo fans and they were big Pokemon fans and they just downloaded it because, you know, why not? This is like the latest Pokemon game to come out. Um, so just seeing how even my small community adopted this game off the bat, it was really, really quite impressive to see and really wasn't expected. You, you knew this thing would be pretty big, but not as big as, as it become. And it went on to like generate like billions of dollars just in like the first year. And it was just the talk everyone was talking about. It was, uh, on the news for people like, you know, trespassing and doing dumb things about the catch Pokemon. I remember hearing a story about Andrew Goldfarb, who at the time worked at IGN. He now works at uh, Sucker Punch uh, Productions, a part of uh, PlayStation Studios. But um, I heard that he like, walked off a pier while just looking at his phone, catching Pokemon. And like, there's just so many funny stories and great uh, sort of moments that come from this game, just from the fact that it makes you go out and uh, explore for Pokemon. And that's exactly what we did. In like, the first two weeks, like when the fever was just electric, Everyone was playing it and like myself, Bryce, uh, many other people, friends of mine, we would go out in the car late at night. We'll be like, you know, spinning Pokestops. We'll be like looking at our radar, trying to tr- track down a Pokemon that we don't have. Um, I remember really vividly that like a Vulpix. Oh my God, there's a Vulpix somewhere. None of us had a Vulpix at the time. So we had to like go and track it down and do all these ridiculous things to try and get it. And it was just so fun. And uh I don't know, kind of creepy as well because it's like two o'clock at night. Usually the town is just like dead as it should be because everyone's in bed. But there were cars just like zipping around, just like, you know, zipping around parking and zipping around from park again just because they know there's a Pokemon. And when it came to the Volpix, I remember like we get out of the car because we had to like walk through like this alleyway to get to another car park. And that's where the Volpix was. And like you can see other people were also doing the same thing, moving their car or getting out the car to go and track down this thing. And it got us talking to a lot of people that we hadn't necessarily talked to before. And um, I think this is a really, really powerful moment in pop culture in a Nintendo and Pokemon history, how a lot of people started to enjoy this series. Like if you weren't in the mood for sitting down for a 20 hour RPG, that's fair enough. But Pokemon is a lot more than that. It's about collecting. It's about socializing and Pokemon Go really, really captured that. So, um, you know, the months on people started falling off. You know, if you're not a big Pokemon fan, the the idea of uh, collecting all the Pokemon sort of wears thin after a little bit. And, you know, people started dropping off and either playing other games or just, uh, going into going to nothingness as far as Pokemon goes. I, I stayed on it for a little bit, but the problem I sort of um, come across with Pokemon Go is like I, I wanted to play it, right? But just in a rural town, it was just so hard to level up, to find Pokemon. And for a long time, I even struggled to get good enough Pokemon to be able to like challenge gyms or do raids. And like the raids for a long time was just out of the question. You know, to get at least four people together was just, it wasn't a thing. Um, so a lot of the time when I um, played it, I couldn't raid. I couldn't put any Pokemon in the gyms because uh, they either got kicked out too quick or got beaten too easily. So I I did end up falling off um, because of that. And like they did add the feature that you could submit a Pokestop, but it was like at level 40 and there was no way in hell any of us in this town who weren't going to our capital city, Adelaide, which was four hours away, mind you, 
um, or just any other cities, they're not going to get to level 40. I see like a, a few of our friends who do live in cities. Um, I see like James Paul, um, James Paul, <laughs> Paul James. I love that. I don't know why I mix his name up sometimes. A bit delirious. Uh, I see like he was like level 40 and he'll go into the city and stuff. And I know like a lot of people did that um, in Melbourne, especially because there's just so much content um, in Melbourne as far as Pokemon Go goes. But I fell off it for a long time. I would have fallen off it for about two years from whenever in 2016. I probably probably missed 2017. Like I can't remember playing Pokemon Go at all 2017. Uh, that was like a, a lot of stuff coming out for Switch and Nintendo that year. It was a it was a really great year as far as game content goes in general on PlayStation and stuff as well. So Pokemon Go, I don't think I even touched it. I didn't touch it for a long time. I never uninstalled it, but it was just something that I didn't really play. But... Um, PAX in 2018, when Bryce and I, we went to Melbourne and I think Bryce just randomly loaded up Pokemon Go. Just, oh, what's around here? We're in the city. We may as well make most of it. So I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. So I loaded up mine too because like I said, I never uninstalled it. And being able to sort of um, play the game properly as intended, like have plenty of Pokestops, get plenty of Pokeballs, catch plenty of Pokemon, have like plenty of uh, Team Rockets, uh grunts diverse do all the things um participate in a community day i think it was Trapinch community day i actually i missed it because um, i was quite busy at pax doing um podcast stuff that was the year uh pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee were coming out and that might have been the reason too why we actually thought about playing it because um the connectivity between pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee compared to pokemon let's go how you can send pokemon to um the let's go games and um, all of that stuff with the Pokemon Go Plus as well, which actually was really, which is actually really useful for Pokemon Go. I use it all the time when I'm playing it. I use it a lot more for, for Pokemon Go than I did for Pokemon Let's Go. But um, yeah, so we got into it again while playing in Melbourne. We, you know, we enjoyed it. It's, it was a fun experience. They made a lot of changes since then, um, since the years before that actually made the game a lot more enjoyable. Um, so... I get back to our small town and, you know, I, um, I get in the habit of actually like opening up the game, playing a bit more and uh, keep playing throughout the, the years. And like, I'm not playing it like super hardcore just yet. I think into like 2019, I'm getting into it more. I'm spending like a bit more money and, um, you know, enjoying it that way. Participating in community days. I think community days are really, really awesome. So for anyone that isn't playing Pokemon Go, once a month, they highlight a basically a species of Pokemon and they up the shiny chance and nothing for that six hours or so, um, nothing else spawns but that particular Pokemon. And they also add a bonus. So you might get extra Stardust, you might get extra XP. Um, there's like, we might get extra candies to evolve your Pokemon. There's like multiple sort of bonuses they can put on to give you a bit more of an incentive to go and catch a Pokemon that you might not necessarily be all that jazzed about. But uh, I thought this was a really awesome thing. Like I absolutely love shiny hunting. So having like a day, a period of time where you can get an added chance of getting a shiny Pokemon, that was really exciting. And that sort of grabbed me in. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to be participating in community days every every month. And um, since then, for the most part, I have. I've participated in every community day and it's always been a lot of fun just going around listening. Like for the most part, for me, it is a pretty solitary experience. I'm going around, I've got my headphones in, listening to podcasts, um, catching Pokemon. I usually go like get a drink, get a bite to eat and actually like make a day of it. It's always a lot of fun. So I always generally look forward to community days um, depending on what species of Pokemon it is. Depends on how much I actually care about it. But 
it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and um, just like with all the events in Pokemon Go, so you got like the community days, you got the spotlight hours every Tuesday from six to seven, and you got maybe seasonal events. They've recently added in seasons, so they split up the year into uh, four sections where they do different events and different types of things. And it's kind of made Pokemon Go into. I know this might be a bit of stretch for some people to sort of. Um, consider but pokemon go is really the sort of mmo pokemon fans have been wanting forever it's not sitting at your nintendo console or your pc and you know just moving your character around and uh battling other trainers and getting loot and doing raids and stuff together it's not it's not that and there's not as much to it as you know world of warcraft or final fantasy 14 or etc etc so it's not that game but it is a game that uh, has continuous events, keeps you engaged, gives you something to collect all the time. Um, you know, you're always raiding for XP, Pokemon, Shinies, all that type of thing. So there's always something to do. And that's something I've really fell in love with Pokemon Go for. Because I I want Pokemon always to be like, you know, a part of my life, something I'm always playing, something I'm always engaged in collecting and battling. Um but as far as like the games from Game Freak go, like they're absolutely fantastic. Um, but like for example, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you play through that game, you finish it, and you know they've got like the raids um, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, which do help sort of the post-game content. But eventually, that that does wear thin. And even with like the DLC coming um, three months, then six months later, you know you play through them in like a couple of of weeks or so or whatever, and then then that's finished as well. And unless you're doing um pvp like competitive battling and breeding and stuff there isn't like a whole lot to really sink your teeth into um and apart from like replaying other pokemon games so you can like you know do sword shield you can go back to like red and blue you can play through ruby and sapphire you can go to x and y you can like just jump around and play through the games again but there's not like a continuous sort of cycle and that's what pokemon go really does well so you've got like there's such a massive grind to get to level 40 let alone now that they've introduced level 50 that is um that's ridiculous i think i i think i might just let that go once i get to level uh 40 i've got like about a million more xp to go until i get to level 40 which is exciting um i know that it kind of doesn't mean much anymore because there's level 50 but it's going to be good to get to level 40 but uh, for example, like this year in 2021, they've been celebrating Pokemon's 25th year anniversary by going through all the regions. So every week there's different spawns, there's different collection challenges. So there's like a, a set of about 10 or 10, 8 or 12 or whatever uh, Pokemon each week to collect. And once you collect those Pokemon, you get a badge added to your tally. Um, there's different, yeah, different ch- uh, challenges and that to do and going through all the regions from Kanto all the way to... Um, What's what's what up? What's it up to? Uh, Unova in the games in the in Pokemon Go, and then they did a not 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 from Kanto. Sorry, they went from Unova to Kanto, and then for Kanto they did a big big event, the Kanto Tour, which was a ticketed event, but um it gave you like access to like a bunch of um Kanto Pokemon, a bunch of shinies that were introduced to it, and uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like that day, there was a, basically a challenge to collect um all 150. Uh, Pokemon introduced in Pokemon Red and Green. And it was just so much fun to have these things to look forward to and have these things to prepare for and have these challenges to do. And I think um, that is what Game Freak can take on board for their games. Um, I know back in 2016, it was like such a 
such a weird thing like for Game Freak to be taking some cues from Niantic who are making a mobile game. But honestly, man, they have done an absolutely fantastic job of, of introducing new things to Pokemon Go to make it an absolutely excellent game. Um, you know, it still has its flaws. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty basic. You know, you've, you, you've only got like three Pokeballs, which you do the curve throws when the, the circle's getting smaller. Um, you know, there's, there's not, it's not like it's not rocket science or anything, but I think that's a part of its charm. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It, it's it's Pokemon. It's, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be for ages from, you know, four to 40, you know, or 50. Doesn't There is no age cap on it, but um, I think it's just like a lot of fun. So for you guys out there that, sort of like standoffish for Pokemon Go for a long time because you're like not into mobile games or you did play it in 2016 or 17 and you're like, you know what, I'm over this. It was too hard to play in my small town or it was just too basic or whatever. I think it I think it is worth giving it a go again. Go around and collect some stuff and especially now for the collectors, uh, the Pokemon collectors, um, we have compatibility with Pokemon Home. So if you catch a shiny, you can put it into Pokemon Home. A bit, it is a bit of a pain in the bum because you can, you're only limited to so much... Uh, transfer capacity each week so it is a bit of a pain but if you make sure you're transferring each week you can actually transfer like your shinies into pokemon home then you can use them in pokemon sword and shield or the future pokemon games to come in the future and it's just like a really awesome idea man like it, it, it makes uh, pokemon go feel a bit more legit in my eyes compared to just like this other thing with like an other collection of pokemon Pokemon Go is your collection to go with Pokemon Sword and Shield, to go with Pokemon Let's Go, to go with the stuff you transferred from Pokemon Bank, from Pokemon Red and Blue and Ruby and Sapphire, Diamond and Pearl, XY, Sun and Moon, like it's all together. Pokemon Go is a part of those Game Freak made games, which is really, really freaking cool. Um, And it was over like 2020 where, you know, the pandemic hit, people weren't able to leave their house and it was a... um, it was a hard moment for a lot of people um, over the world. And Niantic sort of, you know, took their game, which encourages people to go out and made changes to help people play at home. And while it definitely helped people play from home, I think it actually made the game a lot more fun in the process. And this is where it sort of got me sort of more invested in it, even more so than 2019, where I was like, you know, I was playing it a lot. But I think... um. 2020 is when I actually like, you know, I was putting 30 bucks a month into it type of thing, um, you know, which is a lot of money, but I play, you know, I play this game a lot. So it's kind of, it's kind of worth it for me. So um, yeah, just the ability to be able to like um, spin Pokestops from further away, uh, Pokemon spawning more at your house, uh, incenses and stuff, items uh, like that um, work longer. Being able to do remote raids was one of the biggest and best changes for the, for the, for the game. Um, cause like, for example, raid hour is on Wednesdays between six and seven and between six and seven, like, you know, this time of year, we've got daylight savings at the moment here in South Australia. So it doesn't get dark till like eight o'clock or whatever. So that's fine. But at the same time, like I've, at the moment, I've only got my, my partner and I really don't want to explain to her like, all right, well, I know this is like the time you want to have tea and sit down and like catch up on the day and all that. But I actually want to go out and play Pokemon Pokemon Go. Like it, it just never really happened for me. I couldn't justify it to get in my car and go out, especially since she's not a gamer or a Pokemon fan. So she's kind of like just shaking her head type of thing. So it was always hard. But now in our town, we've got uh, this uh, Facebook uh, group chat, which we're always catching up. And it's like, oh, there's a rate here. Anyone want to do it? 
let's invite five other people. And it just it just works so well. You can do raids from like on other sides of the world if you've got people added on your friends list. And it just makes the game a lot more better. Like I know that it kind of does take away from the, oh, you've got to go to this place to get the Mewtwo or the Kyogre or whatever. But um, it definitely does improve improve the game because um, having to actually be in that location a lot of the time, just it makes it hard, but it doesn't necessarily make it more fun. So I absolutely love the changes they've made. So yeah, Pokemon Go, it is Pokemon's MMO. It's the closest thing you're going to get to an MMO and um, just being on the phone, being able to pick it up easily whenever you want and to catch Pokemon, hunt for shinies. Um, the PvP is actually not too bad. The Go Battle League, is, it's it's nowhere near as uh, you know cool as like the, the main battle mechanic in the Game Freak games where you've got four moves, abilities, um, and all this type of thing. But it basically comes down, you've got your two moves, you've got like your quick move, which you're tapping and they're doing it quickly. And you've got a move that's building up and that's the button at the bottom that you press and uh, that will do a lot more damage, which you've got to do like a, a bit of a a bit of a, a phone swipey thing, depending on what type the move is. So yeah, I actually find myself enjoying that too. Um, just like, you know, late at night, you got a movie on or something and you're just like, you know, grinding in Pokemon Go Battle League, you get some nice items and stuff out of that. So yeah, just pretty cool. Anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've got to say about Pokemon Go. I think um, if, you, if you guys aren't playing it, definitely um, give it a go because it is a lot of fun. And um, if you are playing it, uh, I'm going to leave my uh, friend code in the show notes. So give me an add on Pokemon Go. We can send gifts and uh, get that beautiful XP from going up friend tiers. That would be fantastic. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, the doors to this encore are closed. We'll catch you later.